Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. promised you all this week would be birthday week. And for Movie Monday, I watched Growing Up Brady, a tale all story 
What happened behind the scenes of the hit TV series, The Brady Bunch, 1969? It is based on the book written by Barry Williams, the actor who played Greg Brady, which we will be also talking about on Bookland. Because I'll be reading that book along with Marcia's book and all that jazz. Yes, I know that's Chicago, not the right movie for this. Ooh, I should do a musical week. Ooh, if I do a musical week. We'll see. Growing Up Brady is a 2000 American made for television bigger biography film based on the 1992 autobiography Growing Up Brady. I was a teenage Greg written by actor Barry Williams with Chris directed by Richard A. Cullen. It starred Adam Kaylee Kyoko as a teenager, maybe even a little younger. Yeah, that's right. If you, she's plays Penny on the Big Bang Theory, Danielle Hugh Kelly and Michael Tucker, and was originally broadcast May twenty first, two thousand on NBC. The movie is about the production of the nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy four ABC sitcom The Brady Bunch, on which Williams played young Grade Brady, with backstage drama among the cast and the show's producers. However, at the time, some of the scenes have been slightly altered from what actually occurred in real life. The film is dedicated to the memory of Robert Reed. Sadly, he passed away. Barry Williams produced this buzzing chronicle of his days on and off the set of the famed TV series, Robert Reed, Danielle, Kaylee, Kyle, McCormick, director, so Barry Williams, narrator, Adam Brody, Barry Williams, Danielle, Kelly, Robert Reed, Rebecca Bush, Florence Henderson, Kaylee Coco, Marie McCormick, Caitlin Klum, Eve Palmer, Carl Schwerder, Suzanne Olson, Scott Lincolnland, Michael Lincolnland, Scott Michael Lincolnland, Michael Lincolnland, Suzanne Spoke, Ambie Davis, Michael Tucker, Sweewood Switz, Michael Thadaman, Mike Lincolnland, Barbara, Maureen McAdams, Shortwood Switz himself, Alan Wolf, Mark Otzes, Barry Williams. So I'm just giving you what I could find, which means I'll have to talk a little bit about other things as well. Okay. Think you know everything about Greg, Peter, Barbie, Marsha, Jen, Sydney, Mike, Carol, Alice, and people who played them? Think again. Former drunken golf cart race actor, the Paramount lot to make out seasons in Tiger's doghouse and Sydney's near drowning in Hawaii. Barry Williams tells the real Brady story. Previously hidden behind the carefully groomed 
a sod of TV's favorite family. This collect editors of Growing Up Brady is packed with first-hand memories and newly published photos and updated information on the cast, crew, and created of the Brady Bunch. It's the most detailed document or one of the television's most popular shows as told from the insider. Forget about the rumors and find out the real story of internet Brady dating, behind the scenes battles, and the real people behind the bunch. About the Arthur, Barry Williams was 14 and already a veteran actor when he landed the role of Greg Brady. Since the show ended, he has used his diverse talents as an entertainer and singer to head a successful business in corporate and international events, as well as starring and guest starring in numerous TV shows and in musical theaters on Broadway and across the country. Barry recently moved from Southern California to New York City to live with his new wife, Ella Mary Matt, an investment banker. Chris Carls is the head of writing of the Martin Short Show and has written The Daily Show as well as many other cable comedy shows. His other books include Star Trek Memories, Get a Life, All This William Shatner, The Text. Okay, Barry Williams, born September 30th, 1954, known professionally as oh, Barry William Blackhorn, known as Barry Williams, is an American actor and singer best known for his role as the oldest of the Brady Sons' grave on the ABC television series The Brady Bunch, originally called The Brady Broods. Early life and career. Williams, the youngest of three boys, was born in 1954 in Santa Monica, California, to Doris May Moore, a Canadian-born Frank Miller Blackhorn of English, Scots, and German ancestry. Barry and siblings Craig and Scott Blackhorn grew up in Pacific Paradise, California, where actor Peter Grace was a neighbor. Williams decided as a child that he wanted to act, and in 1967, he made his television debut in a Christmas episode of Darkman 1967. Williams continued to be cast in guest roles on the TV series, including Adam-12, The Invaders, That Girl, Mission Impossible, The Mob, Mood Squad, Here Comes the Bride, Gomer Pyle, Highway to Heaven, and Bartley the Scavenger before the cast in 1969 as Greg on the Brady Bunch. Later career, following the cancellation of the Brady Bunch in 1974, I don't know why they didn't just let them have one last episode. Instead of just canceling it, give them like one last episode. It would have been interesting, but they have five seasons. I mean, the what I grew up with, you were lucky to get four. And if you did, sometimes they wouldn't keep the... It, it would be different. It's weird. The following cancellation of The Brave Bunch in 1974, Williams continued to appear in guest roles on television and became in involved in musical theater 
touring with production as Grease, The Sound of Music, Pippin, The West Side Story. In 1988, Williams appeared on Broadway in the musical Romance Romance with Tony Award nominee Allison Fasser. Williams took over the lead male role of Alfred and Sam when Scott Bankle left the production. Years later, Williams was able to capture, capitalize on being typecast as Greg Beatty, admired a position of appearance in TV and movies that play up his famous teen role. He ended up landing a role that was determined for the Brady image. He was taped to play English con man Hannibal in 1984, who conspired with Holly Scott Scorpio on the top-rate General Hospital. Williams had appeared in various Brady Bunch TV movies reunions, including the 1988 Christmas movie, A Very Brady Christmas. They also had uh, The Brady Kids, which we will talk about at some point. In 1989, Williams was honored by the Young Artist Foundation with the former co-star Lifetime Achievement Award for his role as Greg Brady. His 1992 autobiography, Growing Up Brady, I Was a Teenage Greg, co-write with Chris, was a New York bestseller and was adapted into a 2000 TV movie titled Growing Up Brady, starring Adam Brody as Williams. As Williams in his 1992 Algebra Theory, no, okay, I lost my place. In 2000, Williams sung a parody of Enemies, the real Slim Shady, called The Real Greg Brady. The song was co written by Williams, comedy writer, and radio producer Dave Brody of Z100 and Y, Watts, a Jay Gilbert of Foggy. Radio in... I have no idea what that is. Williams appeared briefly as an audience member in 2002 music video of Peter Gibson's The Barry Williams Show. The song is actually about a fictional Jerry Springer, like talk show host, not the actor. Gabriel later revealed that he didn't know of the Brady Bunch star when he was, wrote the song. Williams has made multiple appearances as a paid featured dancer on the world's largest disco in Buffalo, New York. In 2000 and 2002, he played manager Dean the Merchant Strickland in 13 episodes of the sitcom Hollywood 7, which featured the British pop star group. S Club 7. I have no idea who half these people are. I feel young and old all in one. It's very creepy. In 2008, Williams appeared in episode 6 of the VH1 series Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Williams participated as a friend of the patient, China, and explained to her drug a group session how Trika had a native impact on his own life and career. In January 2010, he took a role in the Asylum Muckberg Mega 
Paramount, who played alongside the former teen pop star Tiffany. As of 2019, he makes Burson, Missouri his home and tours with the musical group Barry Williams and the Travelers. He also joined the other Brady kids in the 2019 television series, a Brady, a very Brady reviation on HGTV in 2021, Williams starred in the Lifetime Christmas movie, Blending Christmas, alongside his Brady co-host star, Christopher Knight, Mike Lincolnland, Susan Olsen, and Robert Rist. With the death of Florence Harrison on November 24, 2016, Williams became the oldest surviving adult cast member from the Brady Bunch. In January 2000, Williams was fined $52,000 by Actors Equipment Association, the union, requesting stage actors for starring as Capital Von Troop in the non-union tour of Sound of Music. According to Variety, the production was picked in several cities. Williams responded by filling a Complement with the National Labor Relation Board agreeing that the fine was illegal because he had registered from the union in 2000 before the tour began. Equality alleged that Williams, who joined the union in 1974, was still a member when he had begun contract navigations for the role. Williams was restrained by Actors Guild as a member in good standing in 2005 after he ununifies a non-equitting production of A Christmas Carol in late 2004. Run for Your Life Television, Run for Your Life, Dark, Get 1967, The FBI, That Girl, here Comes the Bride, It Takes a Thief, The Brady Bunch, Hosting Connor, and Mission Impossible, The ABC Saturday Superstar Movie, The World of Sid and Morty, Flea, Goodnight Jack, The Brady Bunch Movie, Wind in the Streets, The Brady's A Very Brady Christmas, Murder She Wrote, Hey! I actually saw the show um, that popped on Merku, which is kind of funny. My steps are like, you could watch him. Like, the dog doesn't like that. He's like, it's not scary. And I'm like, then I would get mad. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in there. That's so funny. Night Friendly, Night of the Headless Horseman. Oh, the Headless Horseman. That 70s show. Jeff, we will rock you. Scrubs. I didn't even realize he did some of these. Ant Farm, Game Show Host, America Needs Talent, Bigfoot, The Loud House, oh my daughter loves Loud House, A Very Brady Revolution, Dragging the Classic, The Brady Bunch, Begin Christmas. So what do you think of Brady Week? Let me know in the comments below. Okie dokie, artichoke, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our 
at slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about the Brady Bunch movie and the sequel. The Brady Bunch movie. The Brady Bunch movie is a 1995 American comedy film that parodies the 1969 to 1974 television series The Brady Bunch. The film was directed by Betty Thomas with a screenplay by Elk, Rick Kopp, and Bonnie and Terry Turner and stars Shelley Long, Gray Cole, and Michael Cannon. It also features cameos from Dave Jones, Mikey Daltz, Peter, and Rule Paul, along with some of the original cast of The Brady Bunch in small roles. The first, the film placed the original sitcom characters with their 1970s fashion sense and sitcom family morality in a comparing 1990s setting during humor for the resulting culture clash. The Brady movie was released in the United States on February 17, 1995 and grossed $54 million. A sequel later titled A Very Brady Sequel was revealed on August 23, 1996 and a television film titled The Brady Bunch in the White House was aired on November 29, 2002. Plot. Larry and Un special real estate developer explains to his supervisor that almost all the families in his neighborhood, except for the Brady family, have agreed to sell their property as part of a plan to turn the area into a shopping mall. At the Brady house, Mike and Carol are having breakfast prepared by the housekeeper, Alice, with the six children preparing for school. Janice jealous of her older popular sister Marcia. Sydney is tattling about everything she hears. Greg is dreaming of becoming a singer. Peter is beginning puberty with his voice starting to break and the numerous tolerance he is exposed to. Notably sex education and his very attractive Teacher Miss Laney, he is also trying to win the affection of the girl he loves, Holly, but his shy and awkward personality prevents him from doing so, or so he thinks. Bobby is excited about his new role as hall mounter at school. Sydney makes Mike and Carol a tax collection notice, stating that they face foreclosure on their house if they don't pay. 20000 in back taxes. The two initially ignore the crisis, but when Mike's architectural design is turned down by two 
polite clients, he tells Carol they have may have to sell the house. Sydney overhears this and tells her siblings and they look for work to raise money to save the house, but their earnings are nowhere near enough to reach the requirements. So Mike manages to sell a Japanese company on one of his date designs, thereby securing the money only for Larry to subvote it by claiming that Mike left building collapse. On the night before the Bradys have to move out, Marcia suggests they enter a search for the stars contest, the price which is exactly $20,000. Jan has originally suggested this and been rejected. Runs away from home, Sydney sees her leave and tattles, and the whole family goes on a search for her. They use this car citizen band radio and this transmission is heard by Shachi and B. Davis, a long-haul checker who picks up Jan and convinces her to return home. The next day, their children join the search for the Starks contest. Peter finally builds the confidence to stand up to Eric, Peter, Torment, and Holly's boyfriend. This earns him a kiss from Holly, which gives him a deep, masculine voice. Masculine voice. Their children Data performance receives a poor audience response compared to the more modern performance of the bands. However, the judges, Davy Jones, Mikey, and Peter Turk of the Monkeys, vote for them, and they won the contest as a result. The tax bill is paid, and their neighbors withdraw their homes from the market, following Larry's plan and securing the neighborhood. Later, Carol's mother arrives. It finally convinces Jan to stop being jealous of Marsha, only for Sydney to start feeling jealous of Jan. A Very Brady sequel is a 1996 American comedy film directed by Alan Schneiferd. A Very Brady sequel was released on August 23, 1996. One seemingly took cold evening at the Brady house, a man claiming to be Carol's lost husband, Roy Martin, shows up at the suburban Brady residence. The Bradys believe his story about suffering from amnesia and having plastic surgery after being injured. Mike has been planning a second wedding slash renewal of vows for himself and Carol for an anniversary present without knowing. Although Roy's arrival throws a monkey wrench into things, throughout Roy's stay, he is openly hesitant to them, his sarcasm and insults completely going over their heads. Peter, who's trying to decide what career to path to choose, starts idolizing and enlightening Roy, which frankly gets him into trouble at the Architect film where Mike works. Architect film? Architect firm. Peter later mentions Roy talking about the big house and Mike learns it means prison, making him suspicious. Greg and Marcia both want to move out of their shared rooms and when neither wants to break down, they have to share the attic together. When Roy Roy's arrival suggests that Claire and Mike 
might not be married, Greg and Marsha believe that they are technically not related. This leads them to realize that they are in love with each other, but try to hide it from one another throughout the entire time together. Bamiya City starts detective agency hunting down their missing doll, and upon finding it, they stumble upon a photo revealing Ray's true intentions. He is actually a common name. Trevor Thomas, who is there to steal a family horse statue that is actually $20 million ancient artifact, the kids reveal to Carol his plans and confront Trevor, who in turn kidnaps Carol and takes her hostage to Hawaii, where he plans to sell the artifact to Dr. Whitehead. A buyer in Hawaii, he also ties up the kids and Alice to keep them from intervening. Mike, now fully aware of Trevor's deception, having gone to the public with suspicion, frees them, and the family flees to Hawaii to save Carol and foil Trevor's plan. In Hawaii, Carol escapes from Trevor's clutches and manages to find her way to Dr. Whitehead's estate. Trevor gets there. It turns out Trevor was responsible for the boating accident that led to the disappearance of Dr. Whitehead's son, Gilligan. <coughs> okay, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I took off my headphones. I really can't with this. Oh, wow. Because the original Brady Bunch was... The, the producer made Gilligan's Island. Oh, wow. Dr. Whitehead's son Gilligan and Carol's first husband, a professor, in Dr. Whitehead's words. The minor is lost and he refuses to pay Trevor for the horse. Trevor attempts to hold Dr. Whitehead and Carol at gunpoint for payment, but Mike and the family arrive just in time to intervene. And after a brief scramble between the two men, in which Mike quickly gains the upper hand, Trevor is arrested and taken to jail. Dr. Rayhut offers to pay the Bradys the $20 million for the horse, but Mike declines the offer, claim, claiming it's a symbol of their togetherness. Cindy gives him her doll to console him as she's grow, outgrown it. After almost losing her mother, Jan, who made up a pretend boyfriend named George Glass, which was actually in the original Brady Bunch, in order to make herself seem more popular, meets a real boy named George Class during the family trip to Hawaii, and they become a couple. As Mike and Carol renew their vows in a ceremony held at home, Marsha agrees to let Greg have the attic to himself until he goes to college. The two share one last on-scene kiss before returning to being brother and sister. The movie ends with Carol tossing the bouquet and a genie named Genie. A genie named Genie. Arriving just in time to catch it, she claims to be Mike's Brady's first wife. Much to Mike and Carol's dismay. Yeah, that's just hilariously funny. Well, I hope y'all had a, a great day and a great Monday and hope y'all enjoyed this Growing Up Brady's and Brady Bunch movie review. It was interesting. It's the, the Growing Up Brady's is behind the scenes and it's kind of interesting because he has some of the clips from the actual scenes and it gives you more facts and different things about what happened and why the dad wasn't in the last scene, which we will talk about probably tomorrow. I hope y'all have a great day.
I hope y'all enjoyed and learned something. Don't forget to always be uniquely you. Today we are talking about the dark side of the Brady Bunch. The what people say is true, not true, creepy. Mm. Greg and Marsha really dated, really did date. It probably felt weird for Marsha to date her on-screen brother, but William and McCormick clearly found their chemistry too strong to deny. The two forged a relationship and McCormick recalled how weird it was to keep filming during that stage of their budding romance. She wrote about it in her memoir, Here's the Story, Surviving Marsha Brady and Finding My True Voice, which we will talk about on Bookland Day, because growing up Brady, flop, flutty, flop, 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 is nowhere to be found. I can't find a book copy anywhere. And even the online version is like hard to get. Plenty of the other siblings made out in the doghouse. Little Cindy admitted during an interview that Greg and Marcia weren't the only ones making out on set. She said that she thought all of us did. We led a sheltered life for part of the year. So there was anybody to crush on or try to date, it would be our counterparts. She said the cast often paid up for some kissing scene sessions. So I had Mike and we used to make out in the doghouse when we were in nine. Eve always had a crush on Chris. They did kind of hook up later. And of course there was Maureen and Barry. McCormick became addicted to drugs. Even though she played one of the most wholesome characters in ex existence on television in real life, McCormick struggled with addiction depression following the cancellation of the series. As a teenager, I had no idea that few people are everything they present to the outside world, McCormick wrote in her memoir. Yet, there I was, hiding the reality of my life behind the unreal perfection of Marsha Brady. No one suspected that the fear that gone at me. McCormick admitted to abusing cocaine and some other Q-U-A-A-L-U-D-E-S. If there was coke, I had to stay up and do every last flake, even if I meant going without sleep for days. Nothing else mattered, she said. McCormick got clean in the 80s and eventually accepted her marriage as the former Marsha Brady. Sydney hair was bleached so often it started falling out. The Brady Bunch was all about image. And that meant three brown-haired boys and three blonde-haired girls. Look, Lookin' Land had to dye his strawberry blonde hair. I was like, he did have strawberry blonde hair. Well, Olsen, who played Cindy, was forced to constantly bleach hers until the harsh chemicals made it start falling out in clones. All for the image, right? The most shocking Brady secret and scandals. 
The Brady Bunch became the, one of the most treasured and beloved shows in history thanks to its family-friendly, wholesome content that the whole family could enjoy together. The premise was slightly progressive as it showed the reality of living as a beloved, a blended family. But overall, the show was about as being and harmless as you could find on television. Fans adored keeping up with Mike Brady and Carol Martin, along with their huge board of kids, Greg, Peter, Bobby, Marsha, Jan, Sydney. The Brady Bunch was on ABC from September 1968 until March 1974, but the impact it had on our lives is still long-lasting. <gasps> oh, excuse my wall. However, not everything about this show was totally innocent. In fact, there was a few secrets and scandals behind the scenes of the Brady Bunch that fans might not know about. They probably do now. I mean, a lot of people knew. Rumors of an affair between Greg and Carol. Though the storyline certainly wasn't explored on the show, the Brady Bunch was plagued by rumors that Florence Henderson and Barry Rollins were carrying on an affair. The two even went out to dinner one evening, which seemed to confirm the allegations. This was scandalous because Harrison was 36 years old, married mother of four. At the time, Williams was just 16. But to hear them tell it, the attraction was quite one-sided and nothing came of it. When those little things called hormones start kicking in, you get excited and even in, in animate objects, William wrote in his memoir, Growing Up Brady. It wasn't that I sought to bed her, I just wanted to spend time with her. According to Bigberography.com, Harris Graydon said this so-called date was totally platonic, at least in her view. The whole thing was Barry got blown away out of proportion. She said, I guess in a sense it was a date because Barry thought it was. But of course, I had no idea that his intentions were to date me. It has made for a good story, though. Williams was high while filming once, during where plentiful, all the plentiful, at the time was the Brave Bunch was on air and Williams admitted to part partaking just like many other kids, but one time he even showed up to work while high marijuana. Williams claimed this occurred was during the episode called Law and Disorder. I think I'm just getting to this episode. Called in the middle of the high to go into work, Williams said during a Brady Bunch convention talk in 2014, I'm a much better actor when I am completely sober than when I am high. Reed was, ah, yes, so, Mr. Brady was gay, nothing wrong with that, at all. Was kept, Reed was gay, but kept it hidden. Mike was portrayed as the perfect family man and father on the show, but in his real life, Reed had to hide the fact that he was a gay man playing a straight person on television. So, I think now he would be thrilled to see how far we've come, and we still have farther to go in that community, but compared to where you had to hide it all the time, 
to now where people are trying to understand or at least like do their best to understand. Not everyone accepts it, but at the same time, it's not as taboo as it was back then. So I'm grateful to see the progress, and I hope we can go further with that. But it's sad that he didn't get that opportunity to really be able to have that progress as when he was younger, because it's sad. And it's sad to hear these stories where, like, yeah, back in that time period, if you were found out, they would not have treated you well. And even to this day, they still have issues with it. But compared to back then, some people would, I don't know, it's really bad. I'm trying not to cry now. Oh, gosh. Oh, I family, friends, and other people in this community, and... It just hurts because I've heard people tell them they are disowned, they hate them, and it's so disturbing. And I feel bad he had to keep it in because he was afraid of losing his whole career. And Georgia Seward did the same thing. She was afraid, but she did it. And it's just sad that that's still a problem. Freedom to choose. Here he was the perfect father of this wholesome little family. I'm going back to the article. A husband, Henderson said during an interview with ABC News in 2000, according to BenBiography.com, he was an unhappy person. I think Bob not been forced to live his double life. I think it would have been dispeated a lot of that anger and frustration, I bet. Many cast members knew about Reed's secret life but never talked about it. I had a lot of compassion for him because I knew how he was suffering, Henderson said. I didn't think the Barry Bush could have existed at that time with the public knowing that Reed was gay. I just don't think they would have bought it. Yeah, they still have issues to this day, but they're getting somewhat better. Greg and Marsha wait, it just scrolled No, it just repeated itself. Probably felt weird for Marcia to date her on screen. No, we just talked about that. <sighs> okay. It scrolled down on me. Or it was the end. Why am I wrong thing? No, okay. So, yeah, no. It ended. What is going on? My computer's freaking out. Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now 
TV sitcom ran from September. We already said this. The TV network projected the Brady Bunch as a squeaky clean unit, but behind the scenes, things are a little mysterious and dark, as you can see from the six links below. Okay, the real cast of the Brady Bunch led extremely tragic lives behind the scenes cocaine, alcoholism, shoplifting, uh, trading stuff for drugs, abortion. Explosion, HBI. That's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch's darkest secrets finally revealed. I okay. Sixteen things you might not know about the Brady Bunch. It took three years for producer Shrewood to sell the idea to a network and two rejection titles for the show. Yours and mine. That's funny because your mind and ours is a movie now. The Brady Brood, which is what it was originally called. The later sounds like a reality show about a certain college in paradise. What's the Brady Bunch cast has done since the show aired? Marsha and Jan continued to compete as they both had roles in different productions of the show Grease. Confessions of Brady Bunch Girls. I took cocaine and dated my TV brother. You just know that this, which is about Marie McCormick, who played Marsha on the series. Um, we have another fun filled week coming up. It's hard to find anything. Yeah, okay, so. That didn't help me any. And this one, I think Bobby developed alcoholism in his 20s. Okay, refresh. Let's try refreshing. Maybe this will work. My articles aren't working for true creepy things too, so I am having a really speedy day. Come on, work. I don't have time for you to be slow. I barely have time to sit here. No, seriously. I have to get everything done by 1 and it's 11. Out to the grocery store, unpack groceries, put away dishes, went to my pantry cabinet, had to redo that, and then I have to do this, my YouTube, and then my podcast. I have to do my YouTube, my podcast. I love doing it, but I have to get all done by 1. Usually it's by 2, which gives me enough time. But right now, I barely have time to think, and I have to eat lunch between all of it. Okay, let's try this again. Work. Greg went on a date with his on-screen mom. Okay, let's talk about Bobby. Let's see if this will let me. Much like the rest of the gang in the Brady Bunch, Mike, Lookaland, if I'm saying anything wrong, I'm so sorry, who played the youngest Brady brother, didn't emerge from Hollywood unscratched. The young actor developed alcoholism after trying to have a real childhood in his 20s. The problem for me was I lived my childhood in my 20s, he said in an Oprah interview. You should really try to live your childhood when you're a child because if you don't, when you're 26, it 
can be dangerous. Eventually, Lincoln Land sobered up when he realized he was on the brink of death. After 20 years in film production, the actor removed himself from the industry altogether and lived a quiet life with his family while perfecting the art of making current countertoppers. He said, when it becomes clear that the choice wasn't between sober up or drinking, but the choice was actually between living or dying, then it became a simple choice for me. In real life, Marcia suffered from chronic steaming, stemming from her addiction. Marine McCormick's constant drugs use led to risky behavior. As a result, the actress had three abortions by age 21. Something still pretty dangerous and taboo given the time period. I was 18, 19, 20 when I had these each abortion. She wrote in her memoir. It shows how careless I was. It shows what drugs did to me and how far I went. Hollywood pressure didn't just leave the oldest Brady daughter with a drug problem. She developed bulimia in an attempt to keep the perfect figure for which her character was legend in the press. McCormick struggled, was silenced, and kept behind closed doors. Eating disorders were largely taboo before Karen Carpenter's 1983 death put in the illness in headlines, and McCormick suffered in silence. Peter and Jam were caught on a date by the cops. I've heard about this one. It wasn't just Marsha and Greg who had a scandalous relationship on the Brady Bunch. The two younger siblings had an equal, wild, almost affair. Peter was absolutely enamored with his on-screen younger sister, Sydney. At least until Jan started blooming as a, a young lady. Olsen even joked in an on-screen interview that Palmer stole night away from her. Things eventually came to a head when Knight took Plum out in his pickup truck and just happened to have candles, a six-pack, and blankets in the flatbed. Knight parked under the stars and the pair settled in for a romantic night. Unfortunately for them, they were soon interrupted by the police who permanently put an end to their little pickup truck rendezvous. Greg was a teenage smoker. Greg Brady was known for his squeaky clean image on screen. He was the kind of kid who eventually succumbed to peer pressure and smoked a single scandalous cigarette that was nothing like the Greg Brady off screen. In real life, Barry Williams had been smoking since he was 12 years old and just tobacco. The eldest Brady boy definitely doubled in the devil's lettuce like most night. 1970s teens. Williams only went to see high once, set high once, but it was disrupted enough that the episode had to be written to reproduce his participation. The episode in question was long and disordered, and Williams thought he had the day off from filming, but was called into the Paramount lot at the last minute. The 17-year-old actor showed up high, glassy eye and smiling. If you look close enough at the footage, you can see him holding in stoner lap. I saw the clips and I have to re-look at it. Mike hit his sexuality. Sydney's hair fell out in clumps after it was bleached for almost every episode. Okay. 
Sydney grew cannabis later in life. Though Susan Olsen never really doubled in drug use, the actress admitted that she sort of became something of a dealer later in life. Olsen started growing marijuana with her husband, which was illegal in the state of California at the time. When she asked her rumored history as a weed dealer, the actress more or less owned up during an interview to Australian News. I guess technically, but I was really a cannabis grower. My husband at the time and I grew it hypergenically. I had never really enjoyed smoking it. It makes me very paranoid, but it was my husband's idea. It was really fascinating and I've always been into gardening and it's such a complicated, wonderful fascination plant. Then again, Olsen also cited this hobby as one of the reasons she left her husband. Yeah, that's kind of a very strange hobby. Tiger was run over by a car during filming and replaced with an untrained rescue. The tiniest Brady was tragically killed and replaced with an untrained lookalike. The real Tiger, the family dog, got hit by a car in the middle of filming during the first season. Not knowing what to do, the dog's grieving trainer stopped by a pound on a way set and picked up a lookalike. Sunshine rescued him, followed direction, and eventually producers nailed his collar to the ground to keep him in place, and then ditched the idea of a dog unless it was um, to the plot. Tiger's dog house is a set staple, even if the puppy only appears in select episodes. Marsha used the shoplift. Ol Susan Olsen, who played Sydney on The Brady Bunch, dished on her co-star Marie McCormick who played her older sister Marsha on the show. According to Olsen, McCormick used to shoplift all the time in between working on set. And then and then when she got caught, she would blame the pal she had enticed to join her in the petty theft. Peter felt exploited as a kid. I heard he had a pretty bad home life from what I heard. Christopher Knight, who played Peter Brady, also had a troubled life during and after the Brady Bunch. In an interview years after the show ended, he told Oprah that his parents hated the TV and basically sold him into the world in order to make money for the family. He said, I'm feeling totally positioned at this point by my mom. I think in a way I totally was and by her own omission it was and that she was sorry about it. He capitalized on the experience having starred in My Fair Brady, a reality television series which ran until 2008. He also continued acting with bit parts in various movies and script shows like soap operas. I think that was it. Unless there's a new list. Nope. Okay. Well, I hope y'all have a great week, and I hope y'all enjoy it and learn something from this. And I'm not trying to give the Bradys a bad name. This is just true creepy things Tuesdays, and these are things that have been said by the cast. Okay. Bye. Welcome back. Uh, to Slop Under the Sea with me. These Susan Anna. These Susanna May O'Hay. And today, oh, we're going to be talking about...
Brady Bunch goes to Hawaii and different places. Hawaii Trilogy. This trilogy consists of first three season four episodes. Hawaii Bound has the Tebu and the Tiki Caves. Mike's family is invited to Hawaii when his colony sends him there to check on a building he designed that is being constructed. They begin to have a good vacation at first, but then Bobby finds a tiki figure on the construction site, and he thinks it means good luck. Well, it really means bad luck. Bobby then gives Greg the tiki for good luck in a surfing contest. While Greg is surfing, he falls in the water and is nowhere to be found. Then eventually his family finds him and he is fine. While the women folk are walking to a hula dance lesson, Alice finds the tiki statue and assumes Bobby must have dropped it. So she takes it with her. During the hula lesson, Alice pops her back and freezes and Cole, Carol, Marsha, Jan, and Sydney help her to the hotel room. While Bobby is wearing the small idol around her neck as a pendant, a heavy his neck as a pendant. A heavy wall hanging falls down and nearly bonks him on the head. While Jan has it, a tarantula spider gets into her purse, but she does not notice. And then Peter wears it that night to sleep, and the spider returns and claws on top of his chest, crawls on top of his chest. He then hollers in fright, and Mike puts the orched in a paper bag and throws it away. The next day, the boys start to realize that the tiki caused bad luck, not good luck. Then they go to a wise old Hawaiian gentleman, and he tells them that they have to go to a cave to remove the bad luck. They do have the cave, and they then get trapped by a mentally disordered archaeologist. The family comes to save them, and they all go back home. Trivia. This trilogy has the only episode that shows Jan and Marcia in their bikinis. Jan is shown to have a blue bikini, an orange bikini, and a pink bikini. Marcia is shown to have a purple bikini. Ironically, Marina McCormick was extremely afraid of having to appear in a bikini. She felt inferior to Eva Palmer, and during this beach scene, she almost always attempted to cover herself even more. Then famous Tiki is today in possession of Barry Williams, who found it in 2000 in a Paramount prop room while producing a TV movie based on his book Growing Up Brave. Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. 
I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. Let's continue. The Brady Bunch's Floris Henderson said the Hawaii episode was so dangerous it could have been disastrous. The Brady Bunch iconic episode that took place in Hawaii was an exciting one for fans. Not only did it have cliffhangers as it was broken into three episodes, it also had genuine scenes. Famous Hawaiian-born singer Don Hu and according to show star Florence Henderson, it was a thoroughly dangerous episode to film. Here's what she had to say. Romance blossomed in Hawaii. Two of the show's child star began a romance while in the 50th state. Barry Williams, who played Greg, and Maureen McCormick, who played, who was in the role of eldest Brady's sister, Marcia, began expressing feelings for one another during the Hawaiian episode. We couldn't hold back any longer, McCormick wrote in her 2008. Here's the story surviving Marcia Brady and my finding my true voice. I'm reading that book. We will talk about that book this weekend. It was our first kiss, and it was long, passionate, and deep. It was so wonderful, too. Despite its intensity, the relationship was simply a teenage flame. Henderson phased, obviously, to the shyly going on between Williams and McCormick, told the archives of American television. Hawaii was wonderful. It was a great experience. I took my son Joseph with me on that trip. Hawaii was a great deal of fun. Filming in Hawaii was a little... Harry, according to Henderson, while visiting the Hawaiian Islands, was a breathtaking experience. Henderson stated that there were moments of danger while they were filming. A scene on a boat nearly injured some of the cast. It was a little hairy because we had to go out on an out tiger, she said. There were nine of us in it. We would always laugh, you know, it's a tight nine. With the six kids, and B. Davis, Bob, and myself, there were always nine of us. So they found this big otter tigger, she continued, and there's a rubber guy that controls the boat. Then they had a boat with the crew in it, and we were going to get on this huge wave. They were going to photograph us riding in waves. Henderson recalled the fun episode as soon as... They saw the size of the waves. They were dealing with the ocean that day. And here comes this huge wave. I mean, really, really big, she said. And we got, and we, and we get on in it. And we're riding in this wave. And I see the camera boat out of the corner of my eye. And I see it lose control. And it's coming towards us. Henderson grabbed tight a hold of Susan Olsen. As the wave and the crew boat were out to crash on the coast boat, Henderson braced herself for impact, making sure not to let go of Cindy Brady, actress Olsen, who says she could not swim. 
I was kind of right in the center and had Susan Olsen to my left and I knew she couldn't swim she was caught. I held on to her and the next thing I knew we were upside down in the water hanging on for dear life. Henderson said she herself is not a strong swimmer but I didn't let go of Susan Olsen. We had to get back in the outrigger. Little Susan was shivering. She was so scared. I was scared. I had on false eyelashes and they were hanging down there here. We were a mess. Looking back on it, the actress said she was disappointed at the lack of preparation by the crew for such a perilous location in respect that was so dangerous. She said, I could have totally just us. We had no life jackets. They never even checked to see if we were all strong swimmers. There were things like that that we pretty, pretty dangerous. Yeah, I remember they talked about it and Susan said she almost drowned because she can't swim at all. The Grand Canyon or Bust. Grand Canyon or Bust is the second season of season three of the Brady Bunch on the 50th overall episode of this series written by Tam and directed by Oscar. It first appeared 24 September 1971 on ABC. It is part two of a three-part story. It was mostly filmed on location at the Grand Canyon. The Brady's convinced the prospector that they are no threat to his fictional gold camel and continue their Grand Canyon trip. But Bobby and Cindy spot a young running away Native American and get lost while chasing him. While standing in a desert ghost town, most of the Brady's family seeks help by starting a fire while Mike and Peter head off on foot for help. The two eventually catch up with Zachareka who claimed to be coming back to set them free after he registered his gold camel? Camel. Weird dude. With their vehicle and gear returned, the family heads to their ultimate destination of the Grand Canyon, which does not disappoint them. After spending the first days and night on top of the canyon, they decide to the canyon floor on muleback, much to Alice's dismay. After they set up camp, Mike tells all the kids not to go exploring on their own, as they don't have, they don't know the Trina. But the family hits its second crisis of the trip when Bob and Cindy, Bobby and Cindy, go missing. Unknown to the rest of the family, Bob and Bobby and Cindy were intrigued by intrigued by an Indian boy who they spotted. Who disappeared when they ran after him, Bobby and Cindy eventually got lost. Get lost. As night approaches, everyone becomes concerned. Alice remains at camp while the rest of the family goes searching. Bobby asks what his name means. Robert comes from the old English name Perturbertha, which means bright or bursting with flame. After meeting the Bradys, Zach Goriah Brown says he hasn't had a bath in 40 years. Linus possibly lived from Gilligan's Island episode, The Sweepstakes. 
the ghost town is actually the old gunsmoke extra set. Ten Brady Bunch film locations that every fan should visit. When Sheward came up with the idea for the Brady Bunch in the late 1960s, he didn't envision the powerhouse pop culture icon the show became. However, the Bradys are one of the most recognizable TV families of all time, from the hilarious sitcom sequel The Brady Brides, to the more serious drama show The Bradys. The cast came back from multiple sequel series before that became a fad. As the Brady Bunch celebrates its 50th anniversary in 2019, okay, 50 in 2019, that would be 51 in 2020, 52 in 2021, 53 in 2022, which it's 53 anniversaries this year is my guess, but I am terrible at math. Do not take me up on that. Do not be like, oh, that's what she said. Like, just be like, that's what she thinks, but she's not sure. Because I am terrible at math. My math skills are so bad. I, I, I mean, just horrible. Just horrible. But that's beside the point. Let's continue. All six Brady kids have reunited for a show that celebrates the beloved home in a whole new way. In a very Brady revelation, which premiered on HGTV on September 9th, 2019, you're able to see the house renovated to just like like it did on the show. Fans of the Brady Bunch know there's nothing there's something fun and special about visiting the real life location used for the filming the show that lit up so many childhoods. Next time you're visiting Southern California, see how many of these real life locations when the TV show spark your interest. Just make sure you ask the people who live there because if not, they will get mad. The Brady Bunch House, location 11222 Dilling Street, North Hollywood, California, 91602. Hopefully no one lives there because anytime you live in a house that is based off of a TV show or they pick a random house, it can be good and bad all in one. Like, there could be random people at your house. Yes, you can go by the house that was used for the established shots of the beloved Brady home. It is the original house that also at the heart of a very Brady revenation. Reverend, I'm not sure how to say it. Christopher Knight, who portrayed Middleson Peter Brady, and now has many projects going on with Christopher Knight brands, shared with 10 Best how the show is still generating fans and generation love. The house represents that. It's where the magic happened. We can transport all our recollections of working on the show to that house now. Fans can drive and walk by the house, then see it on the HGTV show as the whole process is revealed each week. Location, the campsite. 26 Franklin Canyon Drive, Beverly Hills, California, 90210. In a memorable episode for the first season of The Brady Bunch called A Camping We Will Go, the whole newly 
blended family goes on a camping trip. Although there is some male versus female conflict, it's quickly resolved in true Brady fashion. Most of the camping scenes were filmed in Franklin Canyon Park, and the 605-acre park hasn't changed all that much in the 50 years since the episode was shot. You may want to go on a hike on its five miles of trails or enjoy the large picnic area when visiting this classic Brady site. The Brady Bride House, location 11813 Stoke Street, North Hollywood, California, 691-607. The Brady Brides Get Married was a pilot made for TV movie that featured all the original core cast members of the Brady Bunch. It would be the only reunion show to ever do so. The show turned into this hilarious 1981 sitcom, The Brady Bunch. Jenny Hauser joined the cast as March's husband, Wally, and Ron portrayed Jan's husband, Philip. The two couples bought a house together since they can't afford to buy one on their own, and they all live with each other. This exterior served as the home they all lived, agreed, and lived in. It was seen on the opening credits to each episode of The Brady Bites and was also used in established shots. The tree where Greg became a rebel. Location Lucy Park at Paramount Picture Studio 555 Morse Rose Avenue, Los Angeles, California. If you take the Paramount Picture Studio tour, which sounds like fun. That would actually be fun to me. And I don't know if, like, people who've been to Paramount actually would find it fun or annoying, but to me it sounds fun. That's because I'm a weird person who finds weird things fun. Okay. <clears throat> that would be interesting. To go on a tour like that, you could see multiple real-life locations from the Brady Bunch all at one time. Perhaps the most memorable spot is the big tree by the school where Greg was first seen doing something very unlike a Brady. He was caught smoking. Linsa Blake of, I'm not sure, has been a pioneer in finding real-life Brady locations and posting them on her website. As a fan of the Brady Bunch since childhood, she took the Paramount tour and shared with 10 best our guide alerts to use a tree in an area of the lot known as Lucky Park and informed us that that is where, where Greg had smoked his first cigarette on the show while the street initially looked like an everyday ordinary paramount to me. As soon as I heard the words Greg and smoking, everything came into a jar focused and I could immediately picture a teenage Barry Williams in a red leather jacket smoking under its limbs. The grocery store where the Brady Bunch was discovered. Location, Hollywood 5877 Franklin Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90028. The third season episode called, and now, a word from our sponsor. The ethics of the Brady Bunch family members are put to the test 
when they are discovered by Hollywood. Well, at least they're discovered by a TV commercial producer. However, they ultimately step away for their 50 minutes of fame because they can't lie about laundry soap. It's not known where they got a reputation for being so squeaky clean. To see if the grocery store parking lot where the family was discovered stopped by the Hollywood Girlson Supermarket. The wedding house for the pilot. Location 41001 Long Ridge Avenue, Sherman Oak, California, 914230. Mike Brady's home in the pilot episode of The Brady Bunch. Carol and Mike have a very memorable wedding in the pilot episode of The Brady Bunch. It was long be remembered in flashbacks on several series and among fans to get a glimpse of the house scene as the wedding local drive by the one used for the exterior. Keep in mind that the note buttons including the scene with Fluffy the cat chase Tiger the dog. Yes, they were still there at that point. Were filmed in the background or at the studio. However, this home was used for the establishing shots of the wedding in Brandy Canyon. This is Carol's parents' house. Greg Norris' house from the Brady's. Location 2310 Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California 90027. Greg Brady grew up to marry the lovely Nora, who was betrayed on a very Brady Christmas on the Brady's by Kurt Richmond. You can see Greg Norris' house in the Los Angeles. Brian Kibble has been a Brady fan since childhood and prioritized visiting sites from the show for his website, Real to Real Movies and TV Locations. He tracked down Greg Norris' house from the Brady, sharing with 10 best that it's easier when the locations are still easily recognizable. Does it look familiar? The house was also used as a Gers World House for National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, I've heard of, I've seen the Christmas National Lampoon's. I tried to watch Vacation, but I don't think I remember it. We tried to watch it, and then I think we fell asleep. Marsha's DMV in the movie studio. Location Paramount Picture Studios, 555 Marlon Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90038. The iconic Burston Gate at Paramount Pictures was the main entrance that stars used to get the film and TV set at the studio until 1978. It's at the north end of Bross Avenue, and this gate was used in two episodes of The Brady Bunch. It could be seen as the area where Marsha is taking her driver test in the fifth season episode, The Driving Test. This gate was also used as a fictional film studio in another episode from the fifth season called Welcome Aboard, Mike Brady's House and the Pilot. Before the family was bunched together, there is a man named Brady raising three boys on his own. In the pilot episode, Mike and the three boys are shown living in the house they must have lived in before his first wife died. The house is never shown after the pilot, but you can drive by the memorial home in Studio City. 
Location 120049, Street Studio City, California, 9164. Stage 5 at Paramount Studios, The 6th Street. Location Paramount Picture Studios, 555 Memorial Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90038. No self-guide tour of the Brady Bunch rooting locations would be complete without honoring the primary location. With the exception of on-site shoots and vacation episodes, pretty much all of the Brady Bunch scenes were shot on stage by the Paramount Picture Studios. What may new people don't know is that Stage 5 was also used for shooting Mommy Dears and Rosemary's Baby. Finally, take your time in visiting the Brady lo locals. You may even choose to stay in the Grand Lynn in Los Angeles, which is within easy walking distance of the Brady home that's been recently remodeled for a very Brady driven nation. Remember, the other homes visit are real-life residents, so just drive by and have a friend with you to take some photos. Most of all, just have fun with it. Yes, yeah, see, you have to be careful when it's actually people's homes. But it is interesting, and... Where did this go? I hope you all enjoy it and have a great day. Bye. For now.